Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, love leaders. This is Dr. Shannon with the Love Leading Live Show. Glad you're going to be joining us again this morning because we have a special treat for you. Um, We take couples, especially Christian couples, from a place of conflict to connection, one emotional step at a time in each week that we log in. We are here to encourage that process and that journey, especially through the year of 2022. So if you join us every week, hopefully by the time we get to that place at the end of the year, you will see that significant closeness back um, with your partner that you said I do too. And I have today a special guest, Pastor Kevin Dean. Um, Pastor Kevin Dean has been in ministry for 25 years. He is the lead pastor at Faith Covenant Church um, and has been Um, For seven years, Faith Covenant Church is in St. Petersburg, Florida, so just my neighboring town over here in Tampa, Florida. Um, He has been married to his lovely wife, Lori, for 30 years, and together they both have um, two adult children um, that um, they have raised. They have had an inner city uh, family initiative, nonprofit inner city um, family initiative for the last 15 years in um, Detroit. And that is um, Detroit Love. It um, is an initiative for families. um, And we'll let him share a little bit more about that later. Um, But I am sharing passion with uh, Pastor Kevin because he is really about seeing marriages thrive, especially Christian marriages. And we are going to just kind of join into um, the conversation today, encouraging you Christian couples along your journey. Pastor Kevin, welcome to the Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I hope I did you well (laughs) in introducing (laughs) you. You did great. You did great. We are. We have partnered together, uh, Pastor Kevin, um, just in the shared passion of wanting to see uh, marriages really deepen and thrive. And so today, yeah. we're just going to be talking about kind of some of the challenges that these um, these couples that you've seen in in your um, church have and how they've thrived. What's worked? What's not worked? What is an encouraging message from a, a man of God? to these um, couples that you can be. So I know that you've just walked through a difficult, um, challenging time with your church, with COVID, as all pastors have. How, but there's so I've just visited your church. There's a lot of exciting things on the horizon for you guys. How are you guys doing and thriving in your um, families and in your couples? Really good. Uh, well, COVID was hard in so many ways for so many people from socioeconomic all the way through spiritual, changing where they work, how they work, uh, when you can go out, when you can't go out, uh, school systems and raising children in, in a new world. Uh, there was a lot of new and a lot of firsts, and especially for people who don't like change, um, that can be very difficult. And so our church isn't built in a traditional way. We have a a high emphasis or strong emphasis in small groups. So smaller communities can be a little bit more mobile and can be a little bit more um, uh, caring for one another. And so the gathering requirements aren't quite the same. And so 
a lot of our a lot of our people were able to stay closely connected and encouraged during a time when it was so hard to gather. So uh, for us, it was a little different because we're not as Sunday morning dependent as a traditional church. Yeah, that that close community was so important during that time mm-hmm. when we couldn't connect to outside world except through electronics. So right, that's awesome to hear that you guys stayed really healthy in that kind of avenue. So what challenges, I mean, you've mentioned a couple, I mean, just becoming, you know, homeschoolers and, you know, changing the way that we work and the way that we connect. But what have you seen um, with your couples um, coming out of the COVID era? I mean, what challenges have they kind of been up against? What kind of um, um, ways have they become resilient because of it? I mean, what can you share about what you've seen? I'd say one of the things we noticed was that as couples continue to work at home and to, to navigate a new work environment, their proximity of, of to one another, as well as their frequency <laughs> of conversations increased dramatically. Yes. And because of that, I think what they did was they found themselves prior to COVID uh, oftentimes discussing around events. But when you're in proximity and with heavy frequency you tend to have conversations you wouldn't normally have because you just don't you're not around each other as much you get home from work at six you've got several hours or you're out at sporting events and so couples were really struggling with how to communicate clearly that was one of the biggest problems we saw was i think people forgot how to actually talk to their spouse about things other than events yes so even though it provided for more opportunities of deepening um intimacy it also increased opportunities of conflict right absolutely absolutely because they didn't know how to have those conversations or they needed a translator Uh, (laughs) so that's what it seemed like who are you again Um, right right my name is yeah i i absolutely it did um spur opportunities to really um change the avenue of the relationship for good and for bad but um right anyway but you you offer we're kind of on different um lines of of the continuum i'm i'm kind of there to go put oxygen in the conflict and you are there to like puff up and and give um, you know encouragement to the ones that are um, showing up and in, in, in the battle. So, what would you say? I mean, I, you see young families and couples all the time in your churches. You are, um, you know, an influencer. You are a shepherd. Um, couples really look to you to kind of give some message to kind of um, spur them on. What? What kinds of messages do you feel like your Christian husbands need to hear out there? One of the things we try to help our couples, especially if they're in the, we try to catch them in the early stages rather than where a nuclear bomb has gone off. (laughs) At that point, it's so difficult. That's when I tend to call you or, you know, (laughs) uh, connect with with you. A lot of the times we start with asking um, couples, do you remember why, uh, why you first connected with them? What do you love about them beyond the physical? Talk to us about, was it a, a sense of humor? Was it their intellect? Was it they were caring, trusting? What were the things that attracted you originally? And help them remember the days when they were, um, when they were smiling together, where they were enjoying one another and they viewed each other as best friends. So we spend some time helping them remember because lots of them are caught up in the right now and the stress of work, the stress of all the changes, and they forget that the person they're yelling at or screaming at is the person they love more than anyone in the entire world. Uh, and uh, so we spend some time with that. 
as well. I absolutely love that. Part of um, the program that I do with my couples in the very beginning is, you know, I go back and I, I want to hear their love story. And I, yeah. I ask them the same question. What was the why? And why now? You know, absolutely. And right. you're so right. It can change them to their perspective. So taking husbands back to what was that original thing that you fell in love with your wife um, for? Yeah. Absolutely. What about specifically to women? What about wives? What kind of encouragement? What, one of the things we found with our ladies, and maybe it's because in general, word count for ladies, it tends to be higher than for males. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that you know that about us. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the things we, we found is when couples are, are struggling or even when they're trying to navigate being around each other as much is do they have proper boundaries when they have arguments and do they have some fighting fair rules? And in particular, what I mean by that is for the ladies, I, I talk to them about stamina. Lots of times the ladies have a greater level of stamina to talk about a topic than some of the guys do. And so how do they recognize that um, uh, hey, let's pause here and let's take a break and circle back around so that they get this sort of engagement and they get the sort of connection that they're looking for. Because oftentimes it's not that their husband doesn't want to communicate. It's that they're not as, their stamina isn't as great as them and they need some time <laughs> to take a break uh, and re-engage oh, in a so healthy right. way. You are so right. I, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm always consistently teaching um so succinct, you know, ways of accomplishing yeah. the same path and process, right? Um, oh my gosh, that is so good. That is so good. This episode of the Love Leading Podcast is sponsored by the Marriage Momentum Program, a virtual experience of working live. One of the renewals, that, I mean, there's several ways that I um, really um, take couples through not only just decreasing their conflict, but tackling from the other end, renewing their renewal systems. And one of those, you know, obviously is emotional engagement and yeah. um, recreational leisure partnership. And then there's yeah. the, you know, sexual intimacy piece. I won't make you come on that, comment on that today, <laughs> but... But there's this other piece that's kind of uh, elusive to Christian couples, and that's that spiritual intimacy piece that I think we all want that to um, have a place where we can truly be vulnerable in every kind of way, even in our spiritual heart and lives. And um, this is so hard for uh, couples. Can you comment to that? Absolutely. I think what happens is, 
couples, if they don't stay engaged with one another at a deep level of intimacy, they relegate their conversation to the shallowest levels, weather, sports teams, things that don't matter at the heart level. And so they've forgotten how to talk about things where they share hopes and dreams uh, with another person in a way that um, exposes them or opens them up uh, their heart to another person. And so oftentimes what we do is uh, we, we especially with, with, with our men, we ask them, hey, at night, pray together as a couple. As often as you can, pray together. Because it's really hard to stay angry with someone that you're openly praying with. That's right. And, and, and you find yourself praying for your kids together. And you find, wow. oh, that's what matters to your heart. That's what matters to your heart without having, because sometimes guys have a very difficult time expressing or, or putting to words that which they're feeling. But if they're maybe a child, if they, like for me, uh, if with my son, if his marriage uh, is in crisis, I might pray. My m wife might hear that and go, wow, he is sensitive. He is understanding of that. The other thing is I would encourage, um, we encourage our couples to read the Bible um, either together or read it. If they read it separately, then what they do is read the same passages. So when you talk, you can talk about what you've read and what yeah. God is, is revealing to you and sharing to you. And again, oh, that yeah. is a, a deeper level of intimacy. Oftentimes the spiritual connection is how do we get you to engage with one another in a much, much deeper way and have those conversations around real topics about yeah. what God's doing in you. Oh, absolutely. And I love that going back to the prayer thing. Um, it is such a reset because um, when we pray, there's just this, you know, natural humbling. And yeah. we're not usually humble when we're in a place of um, conflict, <laughs> right? So right. Um, it does reset that um, um, story we tell ourselves about our, about our partner, right? What would you say? Because listen, it is very intimidating to say, honey, let's pray, especially when you're um, pretty uncertain as to whether she likes you right now <laughs> and the way that Fair she's enough. viewing you right now. Um, what, how, what kind of encouragement can you offer um, men? Because this is intimidating. And, and even for women sometimes that want it, but don't want to lead out in it either. So what, how can you offer that encouragement to break that ice and get this started? Yeah, one of the things I would encourage, uh, especially men, pro but probably both sexes would be, you should be praying for your spouse apart from them. Yes. And so um, outside of that engagement or the topical things you might engage with together, are you just praying for the heart, your, your spouse at work, your spouse as they engage with their coworkers and, and whatever it is that's up with them going on. But what I would say when to lead off is generally in, in any relationship, there's a key stressor, which I think you would know it's, it could be money. Uh, it could be the future. It could be the sale of a house. And so I would say, pick a topic that's relatively safe that, you know, I you both that. agree on and pray together about that specific topic and keep it short and keep it simple. So if it's, we're selling the house, if it's about a job change, if it's about, uh, your, your teenage child is starting dating or you're looking at changing schools with one of your children or putting them in school for the first time, join on a simple topic, pray just about that about and that. call it. It doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It can be simple. Two, three yeah. minutes will really join you together. Uh, I love how you break that down and make it so kind of practical and less intimidating and it doesn't have to be a lengthy thing. I mean, you can no. do that. 
and it kind of builds from there as you get more and more comfortable. I love that. Right. I love that you also say, you know, read the same, you know, scripture and then discuss it. I mean, how simple is that? We do that about a news article. We do that about right. a, a, a show that we, you know, joined in and watched together. So, right. I mean, how simple is that about a scripture? Um, some of my other couples um, find um, real connection by sharing conjointly in um, a shared service or a, a, a shared oh, purposeful giving back community wise. Have you seen that as well with couples? Absolutely. We're seeing that more and more that couples are looking to serve together. Okay. Uh, obviously it can be difficult if you've got young children, but sometimes in your church, there might be a, a children's program going on that your children could participate while you serve. And yeah. so there's ways to do that as well, but we are seeing that couples are wanting to, to engage at the same time or maybe in the same way. Uh, if it can't be on the same night, maybe they alternate nights, but uh, that also fosters discussion. It, it builds a community because the people you serve with become your, some of your friends and it uh, built. So it has lots of benefits being together that way. And your children see it. The children I see know, that and, right? and will follow That's you in that. great yeah. role modeling. And they can even, right. on occasions, you know, own it and um, be a part of that as well. So, and then lastly, I mean, I for couples, I really, because I really see what I do as like a, a, an extension of the local church, a, a discipleship avenue of the local church. And it's been really difficult for families and couples to get back into church after being so um, introduced to this virtual experience of worship. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, we can't have that experience together um, virtually, but because look at us right now. But um, there's something about couples getting back into their local worship and churches together that deepens that spiritual um, intimacy experience. The, um, couples talk about worshiping together. They talk about going home. And if I, I remember being around the Sunday dinner table and talking about the sermon and how, who got what from it. And that's kind of a lost art, I think, especially now yeah. that couples are, you know, having a difficult time reincorporating um, into the local church. I don't know if you can comment to that. Absolutely. I think there's, uh, a lot, again, we're back to proximity, we're back to frequency, some of those things. But I think in a similar way, there's something about a shared common experience. You touched on that in serving as well. But when you experience something together in community, it's different. It's why concerts aren't the same virtually. It's yeah. why if when I travel, I talk to my wife through FaceTime or through Zoom. It's not the same as sitting across uh, a table with having dinner with her or sitting in our living room together, proximity matters. And so it's the same way spiritually. While does the Holy Spirit can work uh, in your home while you're watching a live stream, it can. But every, I think everybody will say, participating in, in musical worship at least is way different in your living room than it is in, in, in a setting corporately. There's a power there, uh, as well as the engagement of seeing someone eye to eye and, uh, Catching the nonverbal cues in a cleaner way uh, has a lot to do with understanding and connection. I agree with you. Oh, my goodness. So good. So good. So my, our challenge for you couples out there today is find one of these paths and avenues 
to connect Absolutely. in a spiritual way. It deepens um, that that walk. It counterbalances um, the stress and conflicts of life, and it really um, adds to and enhances meaning and purpose. So that's your challenge today. I thank you, Pastor Kevin, for adding You're welcome. to the discussion. Tell us, there's um, lots of people that will be watching this from the Tampa Bay area. Tell them how to connect with Faith Covenant. Yeah, uh, our website is fccstpete.com. You can go there and find more information about us. We're an intergenerational church. Uh, and so we're built around small groups and uh, we're in the middle of a neighborhood and we're trying to find a way to, to uh, encourage people to look more like Jesus every day in every way. And how do we help them do that? Uh, we work with families, we work with uh, individuals, and uh, we work with our seniors as well. So it's, a, it's been a neat journey for us. And if you're looking for a place to connect, we'd love to talk to you about that. So exciting. So exciting. I'm, I'm probably going to go and, and visit myself. So thank you, Pastor Kevin. Have a great day. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, Love Leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.